0: At the rack, and our main man was there to see it. He is the college basketball aficionado. He will be in Newark, New Jersey, for Seton Hall and Villanova later on tonight. So, in the final week of the regular season, we welcome in the outstanding college sports columnist of the New York Post, the man of many talents, the great Zach Braziller. What's happening, Zach? How are you, bud? Good. Hey, Ah, you're, uh, you're I, I right? oh, listen, Zach. I, I expect nothing but accolades for you. I expect nothing but the best coming from you. Let's start with Rutgers. They needed another quality win in the absolute worst way. Maryland coming off a tough loss against Michigan State. You surprised with the ease that Rutgers won this game here on Tuesday. I liked them to win. They were favored. So I thought Vegas might have known something here with this game. I did not expect this to be the route that it was.
1: I mean, I hope that Marion like walked in a place. I you know. I, I mean, that was a good Rutgers credit. Rutgers played really well. The crowd was actually phenomenal. The place was definitely. But Maryland didn't look like they walked in anywhere uh, but Scattaway and Jersey. I mean, that was a, like, the 11th point as far as is it clearly not, you know, what this game was. I mean something to get plenty good points in that second half. So yeah, it, it was a hypothetical up there because that was a blowout, that was a route. That was not a competitive second half. But- I was more under the press by now than I was impressed by Rutgers. Until Rutgers turned, I think I think they're now looking at worst case maybe even if they don't able, you know, the rest of the way. I, I think they at least got themselves
0: a chance to play uh, their way yeah. All right, Zach, I think it's simple for Rutgers: find a way to win one of your next two games. You're at Purdue over the weekend. They're coming off a big win on the road against Iowa. But then you have the Big Ten tournament, and Rutgers over the last two years has been pretty darn good when they've played in that Big Ten tournament. I would say their tournament hopes are first and goal at the two yard line. They find a way to get one of their next two games. I don't think they have anything to worry about selection Sunday. So, what we're putting the Rutgers tournament chances probably right around what 75, 80 percent? Yeah, I think even if
1: they go 0 2, that's really they're going to go to the game. I, I think they're uh, the bubbles that flood. Uh, I think you look at them, they have five weeks only. Forming here, you know, LA, see a ball, Penn State, of ball, 10 states, Illinois, They're a lot of, they've been terrible with the Rats. They still have a pretty decent resume. Their debt is pretty good. Their report is going to go up tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I think that when you get.
0: We're on the same page with Maryland. I'd be very concerned with what I've seen over the last few games. I know there are major knocks on the head coach Mark Turgeon. Who is the team in that loaded Big Ten conference that you think is undervalued and could be a team, whether it's in the Big Ten tournament, Zach, or in the NCAA tournament, to make some serious noise and go on a run? Um, I mean, I don't know if you can say
1: overlooked under or underrated, but in addition to state, I would not want to under, my this. Up on the woman's They're really starting to get the edge. They're going to, the to, the to have a base today. They've been killed by Probably just these only teams going to be at their stats this time of year. That's the third team that you know, has to make a final four. They're probably now, as we call them, it comes all the way up to three teams. That's the best. That, I, I don't trust anything to the top. It's just going to be three-team three, two, one on the road. You know, forget that the big challenge is just, just every team. I you know Purdue had a nice run on the road tonight, but the majority of the games are not even in the road. That part of the picture, if you watch them, is contested. The whole history of these games are just out of control. It's just something advantage. But I just have a hard time talking to Penn State, and Iowa, a rough game to win a few games.
0: We got Zach Brazil of the New York Post as we get ready for what is going to be a very entertaining Wednesday night involving Villanova and Seton Hall. And we know the deal for Seton Hall, Zach. It's very simple. They win one of their next two games. They are the biggest champions for the first time in a long time. We know what happened the first time these teams matched up. Size overwhelming for Seton Hall. Powell unbelievable down the stretch. Second time around, though, are they in a spot where they could be catching Villanova at a bad time because of what happened to them on Providence in the game on Saturday? Yeah, I'd be I, surprised if people
1: would be in this game. Uh, I mean, I, I just think everything is working in their favor. You know, Pound Gillespie is nursing an the, in injury. I like you do they'll know what's coming. So they know what's the good. And Hollywood and St. John's, they would not be able to. Highland, so I thought I it was around three. But I, I'd be surprised. I, I just see a whole two-hall later. Honestly, I think it's four or five years left. I don't know if the game is going to be valid. I, I think they're kind of a team. I have the best team with the counters. And
0: I think they win this game, no matter what happens to the the world, they're going to receive two seeds for Sheen Hall. And you know what, Freaks? Let's get Brazil on a better line if we can, because that like, last answer there was like. Insane. I love – it's one of my all-time favorites, but I felt like, you know, we were talking about Charlie Brown's teacher yesterday. There were times I was like, wah-wah, wah-wah, wah That's never good. So we got to get Zach on a better line here. Is Seton Hall has it all in front of them now to do something they have not done in a 20, 25, 30-year period, win the Big East Conference. And the symbolism of this game is the idea – of doing it against the team that has been the gold standard. That, to me, Zach, and we have you back here, my friend, hopefully on a much better connection. But (laughs) the symbolism, right, of going up against Jay Wright, going up against Villanova, and trying to win this game and make your mark in this Big East Conference, the stage couldn't be more perfectly set, my friend.
3: Yeah, its I mean, it's perfect. I mean, you have senior night, you have the team that has owned this league for six, seven years. You know, I mean, this, is, these, this has become the premier rivalry in the Big East. You know, two of the last four years, these two teams have played for the title. Even when Villanova's been terrific, Seton Hall has really played them tough. And now Seton Hall is, you know, kind of showing the other foot. Seton Hall is the team that is the better team, is, is the favored team. I, I just, I have a, I, you know, I, like I said, I have a hard time seeing Seton Hall lose in this game. You know, now Villanova can come out and hit 15 threes. You know, that could change things. I just think Seton Hall is better. I think their size gives Villanova a ton of problems. They have athletic wings they could put on Sadiq Bay and and Samuels. I, I just think it's their time. I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to wind up with two-seats.
0: Zach, we'll talk next week before the conference tournament. Seton Hall, I think, is going to be favored to win the Big East tournament. But if there's a team that you think out of any of these groups, you know, a Creighton, a Villanova, uh, whoever it may be, Xavier or Butler, take your pick. Who would be the biggest threat you think to Seton Hall not winning this year's Big East tournament next week? No, I mean,
3: you obviously could look at, at Villanova and Creighton; and they're two of the best teams in the league. But I think the team that could really create some problems for them is Providence. I mean, Providence has been terrific lately. They 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 beat Seton Hall up up in Rhode Island. They just beat Villanova. They have one of the best perimeter defenders in the country, David Duke, who they they put on Powell. They're real physical. They're a terrific rebounding team. Seahawks, kind of their one weakness is they are not, despite their size, they're not a great rebounding team. And if Seahawks the one seed, the way that would stack up, you'd have Providence as before playing them in the semifinals. I, I could see Providence giving them some problems. Uh, but, look, if you get the one seed, the way the Big East is set up this year, it's such an advantage because – you get instead of having to play like a Xavier or Marquette in the quarterfinals, you get to play the the, the winner of of St. John's Georgetown. Look, I know the Garden is St. John's home, but you know that's a that's a clearly inferior team that you would play. And then the semis, you don't have to play Villanova or Creighton, you know. So, and, and then while I you know I do like Providence, I just think being the one seed, they, the road is just so much easier for them. And you know, it's they. Their eyes are set on the East to get the guard in that second weekend. And if they can beat Villanova and they can have a good Big East tournament, I think they have a real a real shot at getting that two-seed in the
0: East. Zach Braziller of the New York Post. And, Zach, I watched Baylor and Texas Tech Monday night. Let me tell you something. Baylor's legit. Four guards. They are going to be tough to beat because they have so many different guys that can shoot it from the outside. But I think that Texas Tech team is going to be under-seeded. That team's got tournament experience from going to the national championship game last year. That is a team I would not want to see in my bracket two weeks from now.
3: That that team has 10 seed into the Sweet 16 riddle all over it. I I agree. I mean, obviously they're terrifically coached. They play D. They they have talent. I mean, they could have easily won that game
2: uh,
3: against Baylor. There was there was that one shaky call. I, I forget, I think it was deep in the second half where. The Baylor guy got a timeout call. and They hit a three. It was a big momentum turn. I thought it was a bogus call. Texas Tech could have easily won that game. I mean, I agree. I I like Texas Tech a lot. I mean, you're gonna see. You're gonna see this though. You're gonna see, you know, these teams that maybe didn't have great years but have a lot of talent get 10, 11 seeds, and you're gonna see them. You're gonna see at least a few of them in the Sweet 16. I
0: think. Zach, I'll give you another one because I think they're starting to play a winning brand of basketball. Look at what Tony Bennett is doing with Virginia. Virginia had that terrible stretch in January. They lost like three or four games in the conference. They couldn't score, but they've gotten back to playing that like ugly, miserable style of basketball. But they're winning the course game. They won one against Virginia Tech. They won one over the weekend against Duke. Duke. That is a team for me. I don't think they're going to make noise to the point where they're getting back to a Final Four, but Virginia matching up against them and the way they play defense, that's not going to be a picnic.
3: Yeah, I mean, I uh, i think it was Jerry Palm on CBS, his bracketology, and I, I think Jerry does a great job. Uh, he had uh, Virginia as an eight seed. Imagine you're a one seed; you got to deal with them in the second round. That would be no fun. Not pleasant. You know, you know, think about it. think about if you're a Kansas and and you got to deal with that style in the second round. That that would that would that would not be a second round game I would want to play. I'm sh- you know, I I can't think of any coach who would want to play them. I agree. I I honestly I think they should be seeds high. I get that they have hold on that resume, but I you know I look at them and I look at that as more of kind of like a six ish seed. But you know, the resume is the resume, and it, right now they're probably like an eight seed.
0: Okay, one seed, Zach. Kansas going to get a one. Baylor's gonna get a one. Gonzaga—they take care of business in their conference tournament. They're gonna get a one. Who's that fourth number one seed? You think gonna be?
3: I, mean, I think right now it's still San Diego State. Um, you know, I, I think, I think, it, I think you have three teams that are in play. I think you have San Diego State is right there. I think you have, well, Dayton's right there. I, you know, I might go even more than three. I'm gonna go San Diego State, Dayton, seeing Hall if it wins out. And then I think if you get Louisville, like the ACC winner, especially if it's Florida State, if, that, if they win the league and then they win the postseason tournament, I can see them getting a one as well. I still think, though, if San Diego State has to trip up, I think Dayton would be right there if they win out. And I think then you got like teams like Seattle and Florida State that are, that are lurking that if they get hot and they go on a big run and win their conference tournament, that they got a shot too. I mean, you know, these teams have a lot of losses. See you how know, seven losses, but you know, I think it was three years ago North Carolina got a one team with seven losses. And you look at these resumes, I mean, they obviously are much better than what a San Diego State or a Dayton has.
0: Who is the team, Zach, that can go on a run next week, come out of nowhere, and make people sweat if they're sitting there on the bubble that this particular team could find their way into the tournament? North Carolina. I agree with you. I agree with Colance, you. But Colance they're going to have a crazy. lot of work to do. They're going to be playing on Tuesday. But they could have and should have beat Duke. No, not could have. They should have beat Duke oh, the first time clearly. around. They've lost a ton of close games going back to early in the year. And they got a pedigree. I watched them against Syracuse, Zach. And you don't want to get blinded because it's a mediocre Syracuse team this year. But I'm watching them in the second half drain every shot known to man. I'm like, how is this team three or four games on the 500 again? I mean, my goodness. It's it's hard. I mean,
3: like, I know it's not your typical North Carolina. There's no, you know, Roy's got to take a hit. There's no, I know Cole Anthony missed time. There's no reason that team should be whatever, 14 and 17 or whatever it is. I mean, it, and they should at least, you know, be in position to make the NIT. You know, they've lost some just hard games. But Cole Anthony's playing terrific lately. He's playing more like that top three pick everyone thought he would be. They have size. They do have some shooters who are starting, to, you know, Play more like you thought they would. I get it's a long road, but and look, I don't think they're gonna do. I'm not saying they're gonna win the ACC tournament, but I would not be shocked for them to get like to the semifinals just because of the talent they have on that team. Because it's it's clearly not a 14 and 17 team.
0: No question about it. And you mark my words: if Carolina's playing on Friday night they are going to be a lot of bubble teams losing a whole lot of sleep thinking about them potentially stealing a bid. So, listen, that will be fun to watch next week. And before we get you out of here, Rutgers, they're in as far as Brazil is concerned. You won't be sweating, you'd say, if you're a Scarlet Knight fan. Even if you lost the next two, Zach, you think they're in the tournament. Yeah, I think
3: they're in day in if they lost the next two. You know, look, now, we also have to set you – know, you also have to leave room for, you know, a bunch of bid-stealers, so – you never know. Like what happens if, you know, Gonzaga loses or, you know, you know, an A ten team. Like, you know, so if if like four or five things go wrong, could they be out? Well too, sure, they could. But I think barring some crazy unforeseen things, I think Rutgers at worst is a Dayton. And like you said, they've they've done well in the Big Ten tournament. And a lot of these road losses, to be fair, have been games they could have won. They lost the buzzer to Penn State. You know, they lost a nail butter to Maryland. Like it's not it's not like they played terrible them. The problem is that they just haven't won any of them. You know, it's they've played well for the most part. They just they just haven't been able to win one. So I, I think they're gonna win at least one Big Ten tournament game anyway. I don't think they'll be Purdue on Saturday. Purdue's really tough in its own building, they're coming off a really nice win. But I expect Rutgers to at least win one, if not two, Big Ten tournament games and so they don't really have to sweat too much, you know, the Sunday after next.
0: Zach Brazile, the outstanding college sports commentator for the New York Post. Zach, enjoy the game on Wednesday night. Enjoy the weekend. And believe it or not, next week, we buckle up, my friends, because it'll be Conference Tournament Week, one of my favorite weeks of the year. We'll be chatting soon, all right? All right, JJ, have a good one. There you have it. Good stuff there. Staying up late, the great Zach Brazil over at the New York Post. Think Rutgers in the field. Seton Hall,
2: blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply